0: Yes, I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak. And now the Whistler's strange story Fatal Action. It happened suddenly. The motor ship came swiftly out of the fog bank, struck the offshore reef with a grinding crash. The startled crew yelled impulsive directions at each other as the sea poured through the gaping wound in the ship's hull. She heeled over fast, doomed, and everyone on board knew it. Most of all, Captain Ernie Hill knew it as he snapped his orders with machine gun precision. He rushed from the bridge rail, dropped to the quarter deck, and continued barking orders. There was excitement, yes, but a minimum of confusion before the lifeboats swung out on their davits, dropped neatly into the sea, and began to pull safely away with their loads of men. And not until he was certain that his ship was through, headed for the bottom, did Captain Hill leave her. Moments later, standing in the lifeboat. He watched in silence until his ship upended and her bow disappeared beneath the waves. He shook his head. Gone.
1: She's gone. Not much you could have done about it, Captain. Company will be satisfied. You got everybody off. Yeah, I don't know. It's rotten luck. This isn't the first ship I've lost this way. And the whole cargo. Could have happened to anybody, Captain. A lot of uncharted reefs all around here. Yeah, I guess so. I just hope the company sees it that way.
0: You're pleased, aren't you, Ernie, at the attitude of the crew? When you make your report to the company, it helps to get the backing of the entire crew. That you couldn't have saved the cargo. That you did well to keep from losing any lives. It's going well, isn't it? And a week later, when the excitement has died down... You're able to follow the next step in your plan, the lucrative step. You sell the cargo, the cargo everyone thinks was lost with the ship, but which was never put aboard in the first place. For a while, you enjoy the luxury of idleness, spending some of your new wealth. Then after a few weeks, you're assigned to a new motor ship, an inter-island cargo boat, the Prowler. And for three months, you're an exemplary captain. Not a single misstep on your part. Then one day, three months later, at anchor in Rangoon, you're alone in your cabin when the door opens abruptly and someone steps in.
1: Hello, darling. Uh, Lucille!
2: Glad to see me, again.
1: Oh, glad. You bet I'm glad. Oh, come here. Let me take a look at you.
2: You come here. I've traveled a long way.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, the same old Lucille. Uh,
2: not quite the same, Ernie.
1: No. No, that's right. You looked me up. Came after me. That's a change. <laughs> oh, you look swell, baby. Real good. I... Well, what are we waiting for anyway? Come
3: here. <laughs>
2: I, mean, I have missed you, darling.
1: Oh, I've missed you. But you wouldn't think of writing. Right? Mm. Well, Lucille, and why, I know you. When you say you want to think something out, well, that's the way it is.
2: You do know me, don't you?
1: Yes, uh, skip it. You're back. Yeah. You know what it means, darling?
2: What, Annie?
1: The way it'll be with me, it's a feast or a famine, darling, like always. None of the things you always wanted. Only...
2: Only what, Annie?
1: Well, I, I can't tell you too much, not now, but maybe the picture will be a little prettier than the last one I painted.
2: Really? Darling, you mean you have a sideline?
1: <laughs> maybe, something like that. But never mind that now. Oh, it's been a long time, Lucille. i got to have my arms around you. Got it. Uh,
2: please, darling, not just now. What? He'll be coming in to talk to you any moment, discuss our accommodations,
1: what to do with the baggage. What? What are you talking about? Who'll be calling? Oh, you? I'm
2: sorry. Didn't the first maid tell you I uh, I came aboard with my husband.
1: Your, your husband?
2: Uh, yes. You see, Ernie, I did think everything out. The future did look black last time we were together, and I did want
1: things. I see. So you got him, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you married him. And I might have known. But it isn't going any further, Lucille. I'll tell your husband this is a freight boat and there are no accommodations. Not for you two.
2: You know, Annie, I think you're wrong. Yeah? hmm You see, my husband is Charles Collins. His father owns this shipping line.
1: Collins? Lucille, you don't know what you're saying. You didn't bring Collins on board my ship.
2: Correction, darling, not your ship. His. And now, don't you really think you should be getting this... Put putt underway.
0: It's a terrible shock, isn't it, Ernie? Lucille came back to you, yes, but with a husband, Charles Collins, a man whose father owns the inter-island boat company you work for. And in spite of your protests, they're going to sail with you. You've got to meet him cordially, laugh. Try to bluff your way through. You chat with him near the aft rail as the prowler moves out from the pier at Rangoon. Ah,
4: underway at last, eh, Captain? I'm going to enjoy this trip.
1: I, uh, I've had little chance to talk to you, Mr. Collins. Not Mr.
4: Collins. Make it Charles, eh? Okay. I'm ashamed of busting in on you, insisting on going along. Should have cabled, I suppose, or written, but this wife of mine, Captain...
1: Oh, that's all right, (laughs) I understand. She
4: wanted a sea voyage. And when she insists upon something... You're talking
2: about me, Charles. Uh, oh.
4: well, you were in the cabin, Lucille. Captain, I understand you're acquainted with my wife. Uh,
1: yes, yes, we're, we're
4: acquainted.
2: My favorite captain. You'll like him, Charles. You'll find he's very conscientious.
4: And Dad must know a good man when he sees one. All the trouble he has running this line. Oh,
1: your father's all right. He knows his business. Yes, I suppose.
4: Well, if you'll excuse me, I'll start
1: unpacking. See you in the cabin, Lucille.
4: In a few minutes, Charles. Stop in for a drink before dinner,
1: Captain. Thanks. I might do that. Lucille, I wish I hadn't brought him on board this ship. Worried, Captain? Maybe. About the um,
2: sideline you mentioned.
1: That has nothing to do with this boat.
2: Oh? I thought it had to do with all the boats you command. What are you
1: driving at, Lucille?
2: You don't know? (laughs) I'll enlighten you, darling. Your last ship, the one that struck a reef and sunk... That wasn't an accident, Ernie. No? No. You had to sink that ship to cover up. Cover up the fact that our hole was full of cheap ballast that you'd hijack the cargo. Oh, now, wait a minute. You wait a minute, Ernie. I happen to know the facts. What I don't know is what happens next. Since it's too soon for another shipwreck, what are you smuggling, darling? What port do we put into in the dead of night what's the signal the arrangement and most important how much is
1: the payoff you're out of line lucille way out of line oh oh, oh, no darling
2: i know all about it every detail except perhaps what you're smuggling something small easy to handle on that what is it jade ivory diamonds
1: dope maybe you've been reading time novels lucille you better close the book right now no darling
2: remember George?
1: Uh, George Adams? Mm-hmm.
2: Your old shipmate when you were skipper of the Asaga Maroo.
1: What about him? You haven't seen him. George is in prison.
2: I know. And very lonely, too. The prisons do have visiting days.
1: You went to see George Adams?
2: Several times. I even told him some little white lies. Just to make him feel better. I believe I said, I'll wait for you forever, Georgie. Why,
1: you cheap
2: Please, darling. Charles just might be watching from the cabin.
1: What do you want? What are you after, Lucille?
2: Half, my precious. Fifty-fifty of the proceeds of your asylum.
1: You're being pretty foolish, Lucille. If I had anything planned, do you think I'd go ahead with it with your husband on board? Oh,
2: I can keep him busy. And you have got something planned, haven't you?
1: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe somebody's going to meet us at a certain doc.
2: Well, he still can, darling. I'll have Charles go ashore with me. I'll keep him away.
1: No. No dice, Lucille. You spoiled it for us. The whole deal's off.
2: (laughs) No. No, Ernie, my captain. Whatever the deal is, it's very much on. You're not backing out of anything. I'll see that you don't.
0: badly, isn't it, Ernie? Your profitable sideline is being seriously threatened. Until now, you've had it all to yourself, only your first mate to pay off, and that for valuable assistance. Now Lucille is declaring herself in. Fifty-fifty, she said, and simply for keeping her husband, Charles Collins, ashore. Your ship, the prowler, bears steadily forward. Jake, the first mate, confronts you near the aft rail and bluntly speaks his own views you've got to forget the whole
1: blooming thing captain call it off how oh, Jake how can we call it off Pete's meeting us at the dock in bouquet That she's brought that Mr. Collins aboard for no good I say it's spying on us peeping that's what it is
2: Bouquet. so that's where it's to take place Mrs. Collins
1: captain get lost Jake I'll talk to you later right on captain whatever you say
2: bouquet that quaint little port village you pick such romantic settings captain Such nefarious goings on. But in a place like that, it'll be easy to see that Charles takes me ashore.
1: Look, Lucille, you married your money. Why risk all our necks for more?
2: You're not Mrs. Collins, Ernie. I am. I'm in a much better position to know my financial needs. Charles doesn't give me a cent. I did it first, not (laughs) now. Ernie, stop it.
1: (laughs) Sure. Sure, but you gotta admit it's amusing.
2: Uh, Ernie, please, after we get the money, when the voyage is over, you can quit this ship. I can quit Charles. No, cut it Please, Ernie, darling, we'll have everything then. The two of us. I hate him, Ernie. I really hate him. Sometimes I think You're
1: lying. You're lying in your teeth. You don't mean a word. Don't I, Ernie? Can you still
2: say I don't mean a word?
1: Why, you little devil. You...
2: (laughs) Get him off the ship, honey. We'll be in the village while you take care of everything. And then later... Ladies... All
1: right. All right. But you got to be sure, Lucille. Get him off early. Right after we dock in Bouquet.
0: Shortly after nightfall, the prowler docks at Bouquet. Standing at the ship's rail with the mate, you watch the crew scramble ashore. You wait. Your eyes glued to the door of the Collins cabin. Finally, it opens. Lucille and her husband step up, nod to you, and move down the gangplank.
1: Well, you were right, Skipper. She's kept her end of the bargain. Sure, I told you there was nothing to worry about. Coast is clear now. Good. I'll go down to the dock. Pete should be there by now. We'll get this thing over with. You need any help carrying it, Captain? <laughs> When it's jade, the quality of this stuff, it doesn't take much of a load. Now go on below and get ready to go ashore and celebrate. I'll be
0: right back. Right, El The dock is quiet, deserted, as you move cautiously to your rendezvous with Pete. As planned, you meet him at one end of the dock, make a quick exchange of your jade for his money, and hurry back to the ship. The whole transaction takes less than half an hour. And you congratulate yourself. Smuggling jade is far simpler than sinking your ship, isn't it, Ernie? Back on board, you meet Jake, just coming back on deck.
1: Everything all right, Skipper? Perfect, Jake, just perfect. Fine, Captain, that's fine. think I will step ashore now. That's celebration, you know. Coming? No, you run along, Jake. Tie went on for me, huh?
0: You're pleased, aren't you, Ernie? It went well. Very well. Now, alone on the deck of the prowler, you watch Jake fade out of sight and then turn and walk to your cabin. As you enter and turn on the lights...
1: Good evening, Captain. What? Uh, Mr. Collins. <laughs> Surprise. What? Well, I, I thought you and Mrs. Collins...
4: In the village? Ah, we had a slight disagreement. I came back 15 minutes ago, slipped aboard during your uh, transaction on the dock.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we had a small shipment for Buket, and, uh... <laughs> Oh come, come, Captain, I know better. What? I know what's been going on, you see,
4: suspected you for quite some time, but I wasn't quite certain until the night. Nice racket. Captain, been chiseling on the old man in
1: one way or another for years, haven't you? Oh no, Now, wait a minute, Mr. Collins, I, I don't know what you're oh, talking about. Don't yep. get me
4: wrong, I don't care.
1: I don't care at all. far as what
4: happened tonight, well, I didn't see a thing. Not a thing. Oh? That's right. The old man need never know about tonight. And other nights, eh, Captain? You can go right on with your little sideline, only... Only what? You're cutting in a new partner. Partner? You mean that you... A night of surprises, isn't it? Frankly, I need the money,
1: Captain. Oh, sure, sure. That's a big laugh. I know what you're
4: thinking, but the old man doesn't believe in pampering me. He wants me to learn the business from the ground up, just as he did.
1: Okay, so the old man doesn't give you so much spending money, but his own son... His own son, yes.
4: And there's something else. You see, he's never approved of Lucille. Uh, He wouldn't. Hmm. Matter of fact, I don't approve of her anymore either. So? Didn't take me long to find out what she was really after. Money. Money. All she can get. I hate her. That's one thing I'm sure of. Someday I'm going to... Do you know her? Maybe be better than I do.
1: Yeah, maybe I do.
4: What was her cut going to be for keeping her mouth shut, luring me into the village tonight?
1: 20%?
4: Oh, that doesn't sound at all like Lucille. Sure, it wasn't 50%, Captain. 20 Well, in any case, I'm not prepared to settle for that. Nor am I going to settle for 50%. Captain. That's how we're going to split it. 70 for me, 30 for you.
1: 70-30?
4: Now, wait a minute. On the other hand, a word from me to the port authorities, a wire to the old man, and... you'd be lucky to get off with 10 years.
1: Suppose I told the old man you tried to make a deal.
4: Suppose I told him... He wouldn't believe you. Let's face it. Why don't you just play along like a good boy, Captain? I'm sure we'll do very well together. What about Lucille? Lucille? Well, I've completely forgotten her, old man. Yeah, she's uh, more your problem. I see. Do you? Well, then I can turn in, enjoy a good night's sleep. And as for Lucille, well, since she seems to be concentrating so much on you... Now, wait a minute. Really, she can cause you a great deal of trouble. She's out there in the village now. Why don't you uh, talk it over with her? Possibly you can persuade her to get out of our lives permanently. Remember, Captain, ten years in prison is a terribly, terribly long time. Good night.
0: Ten years, Ernie. Yes, you'd be lucky to get off that easily. You pace the floor of your cabin wondering what you must do. There must be some way you can work things out. Finally, you make up your mind. You've got to find Lucille. Tell her what's happened. And get her out of bouquet somehow. You hurry out of the cabin. Down the gangplank. And as you step on the wharf, something causes you to look back. And there, standing at the ship's rail, Colin, a grin on his face.
4: Good hunting, Captain. Good hunting. Good <laughs> hunting. <laughs>
0: Your first stop in the village is Jess's Bar. A small, smoke-filled room crowded with men from the world's waterfronts.
3: Well, well, if it ain't to skip himself. Hello, Wernie, my lad. Hello, Jess. Sit down, sit down.
1: Have a drink with old Jess. Uh, next time, uh, I'm looking for somebody.
3: Well, she ain't here. What? It's a day, man, sure. Well, I ain't seen the kind you'd be looking for. Not in here, I ain't.
4: Red hair,
1: wearing a white suit. Oh sure, pal. She was sitting right here at the bar. Course that was a good hour ago. A guy was with her. I ain't seen him since. Tall, other white teeth, grinning. That's him only he wasn't grinning. They was having an argument, a real butte, see? Had most of the customers watching them instead of drinking their liquor. I thought they was going to kill each other.
0: Your next stop is the Paradise Cafe, but Lucille isn't there. Then you try the Dutchman's Bar, after that the Blue Whale, the Seaman's Club, but she's nowhere to be found. Two hours have gone by, Ernie, and you're certain now that she's gone back to the ship. You're about to turn back yourself when you finally see her sitting in a booth at Jin Lee's place. But there's someone with her, isn't there, Ernie? You recognize him as Frank Quinlan, the skipper of a small inter-island ship. You stand at the door puzzled, see her hand him some money, then she gets up, you step back out into the street and wait in the shadows. Lucille.
1: What?
2: Oh, oh
0: it's you, Annie.
2: Uh, I was just on my way back to the ship. What are you doing here?
1: Collins. He's hmm. on to a sweetheart. Knows the whole thing. Come on, let's find a nice, quiet place where we can talk.
0: You grab her arm. Tell her what's happened as you hurry along the darkened street. You walk a long way. Till you find yourself on a lonely stretch of road, a good mile from the dock where the prowler is tied up. It's quiet and deserted.
1: Well, this is a desolate place. I wasn't paying any attention to where we were walking. We'd better turn back, and head for the boat, huh?
2: This is as far as we go, Ernie. What? I knew where we were walking. This will do fine right here.
1: What's the idea of the gun?
2: My gun? The idea is, I want you to hand over that money, the payoff. I want it, Ernie, all of it.
1: Oh. So that's it, huh? That's why you were having that little chat with Quinlan. You saw me? You're grabbing the dough, and he's getting you out of here.
2: That's right, and you're not going to be around to tell anyone about it, Ernie, darling. I'm sorry it had to turn out like this. I really am.
1: Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Huh. Now, baby, now I've got your gun, and I like it that way better.
3: Annie, don't be a chump. No,
1: I won't, baby. Not anymore.
0: Lucille's dead, isn't she, Ernie? You look down at her, then at her gun in your hand, and realize that one big obstacle has been eliminated. And now there's only Charles Collins, Lucille's husband, back in the boat. If he were eliminated, there would be no one to stand in the way. As you hurry back to the boat, you know what you must do. Shoot Collins, put out to sea, and dump his body overboard. You move quickly, noiselessly aboard the prowler. No one's in sight. You move quietly along the deck to Charles Collins' cabin, Lucille's gun gripped in your hand. You open the door, walk slowly in, reach the bunk, and snap on the lamp on the table beside it. You've made a mistake, haven't you, Ernie? For an instant, you stand there. Then you realize you've got to get out, somewhere where you can think. Hurriedly, you slip out onto the deck, close the cabin door behind you, and move along in the shadows toward the wreck.
3: Just a moment, there. Uh, who, who's that? Sergeant Morrison. Uke Police. Who are you?
1: I, uh, I'm Ernie Hill, captain of this ship. Oh, what are you doing here?
3: I came in answer to a call from the dock watchman. He says he heard a shot around here, not too long ago. Do you know anything about it?
1: No, uh, no, I don't. I, I haven't been here. Is I...
3: your cabin the one you just left?
1: Uh, no, no, it isn't. It belongs to a passenger. The name's Collins.
3: He seemed quite anxious to leave it. In something of a rush. I'll have to search you, Captain. Hey, wait a minute. What's the idea? I'll just take your gun, Captain. Now, let's take a look in Mr. Collins' cabin, eh?
1: Wait. We don't have to. Collins is in there all right. He's dead.
3: I'll wager ballistics will show that this gun killed him.
1: Yes, it, it probably did, but... It isn't my gun. I, I didn't do it. He was dead when I got there. He, he'd been dead for quite a while. You can see for yourself.
3: Maybe you're right. We knew there was something wrong when the dock watchman called us about the shot. We figured whoever did it must belong on this ship. That's why we've been waiting around.
1: You'll never believe me, Sergeant, but I didn't do it. She did it, his wife, Lucille. That's her gun. She killed him. They, they quarreled, and she followed him back to the boat and shot him.
3: And then she disappeared into thin air. And I find you leaving the cabin with a murder weapon in your hand. No, Captain. You were right the first time. We'll never believe you. And so
1: ends another strange story as told by the Whistler. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education.